Hello everyone and welcome. This is Christy. Change your mind, change your world. Change, simply by definition, is the process of becoming different over time. We are all changing every day. And we can change for the good or we can choose to change for the not so good. We are daily making choices. Should I do this or should I do, do that? And researchers tell us that of the thousand daily choices we have, that possibly up to 95% of our daily um, choices are done in our subconscious mind, our morning routine. We wake up, we have coffee, we take a shower, we might go to the gym, we drive to work or school, we eat lunch, we check our emails, we check our social feeds, we drive home, we make dinner. You get what I'm saying. And what I'm asking is what could happen if we begin to implement small changes in our daily lives, conscious changes that become bigger habits that over time could totally change our world. What could that be? Excited that you're here and let's get started and listen to our guest today. Hello everyone, it's Christy and welcome to the Change Your Mind, Change Your World podcast. I'm super excited to speak to um, my guest today, Heidi Lowe. Heidi is going to talk to us about how a very, um, well, an experience that probably is a parent's worst nightmare. Heidi um, lost a child um, at a very young age um, and pretty much used that experience to change the full trajectory of her life. And she's going to speak to us about what that was like and and what's going on in her life. She is an amazing person. She runs a retreat program. She's a fellow podcaster of mine. And without further waiting, I just cannot wait to jump in and speak to Heidi. So let's go. Hello, Heidi. Wonderful, Heidi. Hello. I'm so glad that you're here and um, we're going to spend some time together. So just to kick us off, I thought I'd be a little, maybe a little creative because the uh, podcast listeners don't know very much about you at all. So I'm going to give you three quick questions that we're going to go through together. Just kind of like funny questions. Um, There's no right or wrong answer. And I'm not trying to make fun of you. So, and I'll be playing along with you. So um, if you're ready. So I did write these down. If money was not an object, Heidi, what kind of car would you drive? I would probably drive a newer version of what I drive now, which is an Audi Q5. I love it. Okay. And I know exactly what that looks like. And my version would be a vintage, really cool, restored, like 1960, mid 1960s Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, how fun. And the one thing that I would have to have in it that wouldn't be, you know, to its classic version would be, I'd have to have like, uh, like a car play or some type of way to play my, my music. Awesome. So now that it's winter in most parts of the world, it's cooler out. What's your favorite hot beverage? Oh my goodness. This year. Well, okay. I have two. My adult okay. version is a hot toddy Ooh, or okay. an even better spin on that is a hot penicillin, which is well, like I've never heard of that. It's basically, it's, um, Kind of like a hot toddy, but it's scotch and ginger okay. and lemon Ooh, and then warm. Okay. Up. I love ginger and I love turmeric. Okay. That's awesome. Cause I say I kind of, I'm a coffee girl most morning. Uh, no, not most mornings. Let's be honest, mo- all mornings. But when this time <laughs> comes around at night, I, you know, I pull out like a, more of like a chai or a spiced or a, a creamy type of tea uh, at night. So it would go good with a little scotch or a little whiskey. So 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, and if, and if you're going with, you know, the child safe version, I really like hot cider with some caramel and whipped yes. cream on it. Yes, that is very, very good. Okay. And one thing you, um, your hometown, where you're from. So if you think to where you're from, one thing that your native from is known for your hometown. Oh, goodness. So I actually was born in Portland and raised in Seattle, so Pacific Northwest. And I would say they are both known for their beautiful emerald green, vibrant colors mm. and the rain that makes it that way. Okay. So you ha can't have one without the other. You can't. Okay. Nope. And I, I learned that living on Kauai too. Wow. I lived in the beautiful lush green North shore, but you I could see that. Right. I could see that mountains and mountains and oceans are two of my favorite things. Um, I am a Chicago native and there's many things that make Chicago uh, famous that usually come to mind, but my favorite one is the Chicago hot dog. I'm a big fan of Chicago hot dogs, which are very traditional. The biggest thing is there's no ketchup. Okay. No ketchup. If you're caught having ketchup, it's kind of like, you know, you're not from Chicago. So any of our clearly Chicago I'm not from Chicago. So. <laughs> um, so great. Well, thank you. I hope that wasn't too troublesome. We got to know a little bit about you. So now step us through a little bit and tell us about a couple other things that makes, you know, you unique and you. All right. Well, there are a lot of things um, I have spent a lifetime coming to terms with and actually embracing my uniqueness. So um, what I will say, though, when you look at like my life story, a couple of things that set me apart that fortunately a lot of people have not had to go through is I um, had a five-year-old daughter who died of a brain tumor oh, almost 20 years not, ago. Yeah. yeah. So very much a life-defining moment and mm -hmm. ended up divorced shortly thereafter. So okay. I had the unique, I actually used the word privilege, mm. um, even though people wouldn't look at it this way. I had the unique privilege of being able to, or having to completely recomplete, completely reshape and redefine what my life looked like because I went from a stay-at-home mom to three bonus children and a terminally ill daughter to a full-time college student going to also working full-time to put herself through school within the span of four months. So it also sounds like you went through a lot from a lot of people being around you to being almost somewhat isolated and being in school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I would say that's a big thing. And then um, I, I've always lived near the water. The only time I didn't live near the water was when I lived in Boise, Idaho. Um, but other than that, I was born in Portland, raised in Seattle, lived in um, near Santa Cruz, and then I lived in Idaho, and then I moved over to Kauai. So it's when I was in Kauai that I really realized I am a water girl. And so mm. when I had to move back to Portland to be near family, um, I found a place where I can actually look out on the river from my living room. And that's what keeps me sane. Wow. Looking out over the river. Okay, so I'm a Floridian girl. We have uh, opportunities for that. But what else besides looking at the river do you like about being a water girl? Oh, goodness. Well, so two different things. I think that if you're talking about the warm, because I am, I'm a total wuss when it comes to cold. <laughs> so um, I was <laughs> very spoiled. You. Can't blame living, you for that. <laughs> living the in girl Hawaii. that lives in Florida. Yeah. yeah. So there being in the water, like I love being in the ocean, um, playing with the waves, feeling and being part of the current and the swell, the elements. And so like I went, I'm a horrible surfer, but went surfing several mornings a week and then outrigger canoe paddled. So really being 
with and in and part of the water um, in that context is it. Um, and then just generally speaking, the river not as much, but both the river and the ocean, just the, I don't know, the aliveness of it, the the flow of it, seeing how like even at the river, sometimes of year it's up high, other times it's down low and just being part of that nature and that movement, I guess. It's really That's really restorative. cool. Have you ever heard the quote, and I can't quote where it comes from, so I hope I'm not going to get in trouble on a podcast, but that the, the, the man who enters the river, the river is never the same when the man enters yeah. the river and neither the river is never the same and neither is the man. I you know, have that, heard that. Yeah. And so that kind of even goes back to like you saying you changed a lot of things when you had that happen. Wow. Okay. What else would, would say that makes you a uniquely unique person? I think just that I'm me, because I think every single person is completely unique. And the more we can lean into that and embrace it instead of going on this ever long pursuit of being like everybody else or what mm. we think we need to be, okay. um, the better off we are. So I think that like there's every little part. And with that, we share so many similarities too. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that. I think bringing that up, you said something that I've been thinking a lot and I've been hearing a lot of people saying a lot is the difference between saying what you really want to say and saying mm -hmm. what you think you really want to hear. As a matter of fact, I changed the name of this podcast because the first name just didn't feel like it was the right name. It felt like it was the name that everybody wanted to hear. So tell me about a time or tell me about some times when you've had that, where you felt like you were able to to differentiate between what you felt everybody else wanted you to do or wanted you to say versus when you were really just, you know, taking a stand for, you know, being in that water. Um, so I could say most recently, um, I think it was more the perceived they than the real they when I came down to it. So mm. I um, had an amazing career that I left to go start a nonprofit and um, provide retreats for other bereaved parents. And that was a huge shift in that time doing that, like dropping this amazing career and then moving 2,500 miles away and starting a nonprofit and using my retirement to do that and pretty much starting at ground zero, even though I was in my thirties, there were a lot of people looking at me like I was crazy, <laughs> but it was successful and it is successful. And that nonprofit has now been going for 10 years. Wow. Um, we've had 15 plus retreats. I now have um, alumni leaders that do all of the facilitating of the retreats and all of the services for the retreats. So it's successful and it's still going. And I felt probably a couple of years ago, the stirring in my heart and my soul that I needed to change. But I thought the perceived other would say, well, you like left everything to create this new thing and it's going so well, why would you leave it? And there is also an amount of me going, well, if I leave it, like what's going to happen to it? And so there's a lot of that external stuff that kept me from stepping forward into what I needed to be doing. I also didn't know what I wanted to do next. But okay, then so once, oh, go ahead. No, I just wanted to make sure this was during the time that you had given up your job. You were single now, right? This is this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're this time thing, I'm talking about just like two years ago. So okay, so yeah, okay, so like time. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I would so I started 
I, um, my daughter died and I was divorced almost 20 years ago. Okay. 10 years ago, I started the retreats and now I'm talking like eight, I'm talking so eight years later. So like two years ago. Perfect. Retreats are running. And now I'm saying, oh, wow. Like I totally upended my life to do this thing. And now I'm seeing that it's time for change again. And is that really what I should be doing? What are other people going to think? And all of those things. And I don't know what I'm going to do next. I just know that I've not outgrown, but maybe this is in some ways has outgrown me that like, we're just not a fit anymore, even though it was my baby. Um, and so I resisted it for a while. And then when I finally really started putting things into place. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I know that it's best for both of us if we break up right. <laughs> for lack of a better way of putting it. And once I did that, the ideas came of what it was that I should be doing. The resources started mm -hmm. to come, the okay. people and the support started to come. And when I finally pulled the trigger in being clear and talking to the person that's going to succeed me in my role, it like was this huge relief and she was thrilled to do it. And every single one of my major donors, every single one of my family members, everybody around me is like, rock on Heidi. This is amazing. This is what you should be doing. And I saw how good it was for me to leave the organ. Like I'm still going to be on the board and everything like that. So it's not like I'm leaving completely, but for me to create that space for the next person and the next people to step in with new vision and new excitement and energy, it's amazing for the organization. And it's also amazing for me because now I'm excited in my next step. Once I got over wondering and being afraid of what other people would think, or even what I would think and mm. my insecurities around taking those next steps. So I don't you. even know if I answered your question. No, you, you did. <laughs> and, and, you know, you answered your question and then you brought us right back to where I wanted to, to, to ask a um, a little bit more about, and that was that, that moment you said, I got clear. Um, I found, it sounded like you were finding someone to take your replacement. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit more about where that, where you believe right now, looking back, where that clarity came from. Did it just, uh, the clarity that I'm now going to be changing again and doing something different. Um, I think it was kind of in hindsight, it was an evolutionary process. It was like taking one little step and thinking about it. It's like, once I gave myself room to um, ponder the idea, then the next thing came. And it's like, once you take that step in that space, at least for me, that's when I start to see more and more. And like, it started out as like a little kernel. And then once okay. I kind of watered the kernel, it grew. That's and, okay. um, the person I had in mind, I've actually been grooming for like five years, but I didn't know when, and I didn't tell her that because <laughs> like, what if I didn't end up doing it, but it really solidified my vision of what I wanted to do for myself. I would say happened almost at the same time as me turning over or asking her to take on the reins. So it's like, as soon as I committed to that final step and clearing that space, that's when the next step, big step came Happened. forward. Yeah. There's almost so, like a, you have to leap and trust that the net's going to be under you. <laughs> right. So that's what I heard you say. It's like you allow, you allowed the space for that to come and start to come to you. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's pretty powerful. 
anything else you want to share around that time? Because that's about two years ago. No, that's actually, that process started two years ago, but it, it was actually, we're in December now. It was the end of September that I actually approached her. So we're oh. only two months into me of a two-year process of pondering it. We're only two months into me actually putting wow. the rubber to the road. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. And so I'm sure you've said to yourself, so what's next? Mm -hmm. What What's the next so the next, um, I'm putting it into motion now. So it really, what I had realized was that after being myself in the grief space and then working in the grief space for 10 years, I could, for a long time, I sorted through what is it that isn't fitting for me anymore? Mm -hmm. Is it doing retreats? Is it doing nonprofit work? Is it the grief space? And I figured out that um, I don't want to be in the grief space anymore. I don't mind sitting on a board of a nonprofit and supporting nonprofits, but I don't want to be running a nonprofit. And I think that part of the reason why I kept clinging to it is like, I love doing the retreats. I love okay. creating the program for the retreats. I love now nurturing and mentoring these other people that are doing it. And so I was really sad to let go of that. And then I was in the middle of this last retreat where we were running a singles retreat, a single women's retreat in one house, couples in another house. And then I had all of the facilitators and supporters, you know, the um, alumni team of alumni in another house. So I was mentoring the team of alumni while they were going out and facilitating mm -hmm. and supporting the retreats. And I thought, wait a minute, I could actually still be in the retreat space. I don't need to be doing it in the nonprofit sector. I don't need to be doing it in the grief space. I can be doing exactly what I'm doing and teaching other people how to do this and mentoring okay. through the process. <laughs> so it was like, that's what I'm doing. So if you, if I were to to zoom out then on what, what you've kind of like richly shared with us is that something that, you know, losing your daughter to something as terrible as that at such a young age to cancer at such a young age actually was something that you were able to work through your own personal grief and then turn it around, create a business, help other people with their grief and then help other people equip other people yeah. To handle their grief is what you've said, right? And now you're at a point where you've also now out of that, something's blossomed inside you again that said, hey, I've done this and this is what is really cool. Did I get yeah. that? You totally would. Okay, that's, that's, you said it better than I did. Well, that, that's really <laughs> magical. I mean, because that, that, you know. So what do you think it was? You, you, in the beginning, I heard you say, you know, people kind of looked at you funny. You quit your, you quit your, your, your job, you got almost immediately divorced. You were alone and back in school. What, what, what is it? What voice was talking to you then that gave you that, that whatever it was, you know, that inner. To keep going because there yeah. two, like what I chose to do with, you know, I, at that time I was still going to school. Um, what but you were still also processing a lot. Oh yeah. Then. This is, this yeah. is, this is the time when, when, you know, all of that was happening and, and, and you had choices to make people change and people make choices. And... Um, so the, my, just so that, you know, okay. Yep. Okay. Now we're back for a second there. It kind of cut out. So I don't, okay. you'll probably want to edit this part out, but um, I think I heard the rest of the question. So for me, like the beginning it was so overwhelming because my life completely blew up. It was just showing up for the next day. 
okay. to be perfectly honest. And in that showing up, I think that really from the beginning, I had to have hope and something to look forward to. And I really did make a conscious decision that as I have to rebuild this life for myself, I don't want to rebuild it within the framework of a divorcee. I don't want to rebuild it within the framework of being a bereaved mom. Mm. I want to be a whole person that had these experiences and these experiences definitely helped to refine who I am and bring out the true authenticity of who is me, but they're not my calling cards. Wow. And there's so I a, think there's a lot ahead. of richness in that or in those words that were what you just said. Instead of choosing to take something and, and become it or become of let's just say a, a potential victim of it because I'm sure there's people that I know and you know that that could have been a choice that, that you made, mm -hmm. right? You chose to see higher things and better things for yourself. And at the time, I don't know that, like I, don't, I couldn't have articulated what those higher things were. It was just a stubborn insistence more than anything that I'm not gonna be a victim to this. I am not going to let this get me down and I'm going to find a way to make this a good thing. <laughs> well, no, right. And and I'm, and that's why I'm grateful to circle back. It's because you also said there were people that were kind of looking at you like back, back at that time, there were people that were kind of looking at you. Are you sure you're doing the right thing? And I, I wanted to make mm -hmm. sure we heard that again, because you you're in such a, a unique place now to share and help other people and, and grow. So thank you for that. Anything else you want to add to? I don't think so. You know, I had plenty, I did have some people, um, a few people that definitely came alongside me and mm. were supportive. And the beautiful thing about their support, um, and I would encourage anybody that's supporting people going through a lot, all they did was hold space and show up for me. They didn't wow. have words of wisdom. They didn't, um, try to direct what I was doing. Um, especially in those first couple of years, I'm sure I look like a crazy mess half the time, but they never made me feel like that. They just, I mean, there were plenty of people that did and they're no longer in my life. Sure. But the people that were there that I would 100% credit with where I am today were the people that were like, yep, come on over. Here's a glass of wine. Here's dinner. Let's watch alias. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of a neat thing too, because you went from having all these people, family, that all busted apart. And now what I hear you saying is as you're, as you're building it back together, you kind of built back your tribe or the people that you wanted to surround yourself with to support you in the way that you needed to be supported. And it was definitely an evolutionary process because as you can imagine, I went from like a 30 what was I, 31-year-old single woman still going to school because I obviously wasn't on the um, traditional path that had left like an evangelical Christian family, you know, housewife kind of right. persona to somebody totally mm -hmm. different. And when I first got divorced, like, sure, I was having fun. <laughs> and so the the people that I was friends with evolved and changed and grew. And then with every kind of iteration and growth of myself, I've had 
I don't want to say the word better. I've had a more aligned tribe. Mm-hmm. And so there's been shifts and change. There are some of the tried and true and people that have been with me for a long time. But when you look at who my tribe is today, and I celebrated my 50th birthday this last year, and it was really interesting wow, to bring. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we did a ski trip and I just brought together five of my closest friends, a couple from Idaho, a couple from Oregon, a couple from Kauai, so different places in my life and brought them all together. And they all were very different. And some of a, a lot of them didn't know each other because of the geographic differences, but they all had this common thread of just being really cool, grounded, salt to the earth people that also knew how to embrace play and life and wow. joy and be totally gracious to one another being exactly who they are. That does not surprise me in the least that you have that wonderful group of people. That is totally a blessing for you. It is. I'm, oh, it's lifesaver. So, so, so excited to hear that, that because one of the things that we're looking for, that we're all looking for every day in our lives are, is to matter to somebody or to feel that we belong somewhere and someone is, is getting something from us. And we're, you know, in reciprocal, we know we're, we're giving and sharing and giving mm-hmm. and sharing. And that's kind of what makes our love continue to grow. So that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you with that. Anything else? Cause I have, I have a question that's going to change it to the direction just a little bit, because I want, I want people to hear. Um, and that is, is what, what may be there or what, were some of the things that while you were on this journey that you were on this amazing journey Mm -hmm. held you back. So either things that, and you can speak to both that held you back or might be like, still like you're working on right now that might be holding you back from where you want to be. Um, definitely. Um, I would say the older you get in some way, or at least for me, the older I get, the more I'm aware of, really deep patterns that either come from family patterns Mm -hmm. that are carried through generations Mm -hmm. that I took on as my own and thought were my own um, and realized, oh, wow, no, I am copying these things. And how do I now let go of them? Um, So that's a big one that I still see now that I really am working on. And I would say that earlier there was a fear of showing up, a fear of, and I would say actually this is still some of it, a fear of really getting close to people. I mean, I definitely have the people that I'm close to, but there's also, and I am there 100%, but it takes some doing because there has been such loss. Mm with the people that I really just completely opened my heart and were vulnerable to, whether it's because they died or divorce or whatever, um, or what happened because of the divorce, but it has taken a lot of time to, to learn, to trust and build relationships again. Thank you. That's, that's, that's pretty, pretty darn vulnerable. And it's interesting because you were talking about, you know, what I would call nurture patterns, right? You're mm-hmm. starting to become more aware of, oh, wow. Like one thing that I always did was I would always fall asleep on the couch and I would, all, I had five brothers that lived at home and they would always like complain about me. Why does she get the couch? We have to sit on the floor and she's sleeping. 
So it was just this weekend and my daughter was over, she's moved close and she's, we're watching the football game. And I'm telling her that she can't sit on the chair because all she's going to do is fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about those kind of things, but yeah. different, right? Those are, those are yeah. patterns that yeah. they just come up in our lives and we just become so, you know, our um, subconscious mind becomes their, their marching orders. And that's how our life goes. So that's what you were talking about that yeah. it has been. Okay. What yeah. is something that you do to like snap yourself or like something that you do that helps you be a little more mindful when that might be happening? So um, kind of aligned with that. I actually just did a mini podcast episode today because I was like, I usually like, as I'm doing my walk, I have, have these thoughts that pop in my head and I do mm -hmm. a 90 second reel mm -hmm. on Instagram. But I was like, cool. this is longer than a 90 second reel. So it's like five minutes, but it kind of aligns with what you're asking about. Okay, so I'm cool. just going to share it. Yeah, um, please. Talking about, because I think it's pretty similar when like you shift into these unconscious patterns that have been in your life forever. I, one of them is to like have that monkey mind where like you're thinking the same thought and trying to figure out the same problem over and over again with the same exact thoughts and a circular pattern that you can talk yourself into no matter what, but it's not actually serving you. And I've come to the place where like, oh, I can be aware of that and, you know, detach from, oh, that's not me. That is a thought. But then I would get into this other monkey mind pattern of then berating myself for continuing on in the thought and having the thought and not being able to just let go of the thought. And so then it turns into a thing. And I finally, um, I don't know if your family, are you um, familiar with internal family systems? I am not, but you piqued my curiosity. <laughs> so it's, it talks all about how there, we all are different parts of ourselves. And instead mm -hmm. of like, just saying to that part of me, that's having those thoughts, instead of saying you're worthless and you're causing me problems to like, hi, thank you for showing up for me. Thank you for protecting um, me. What is it that you need? Okay. What is it that you desire? And okay. how are you serving? So I kind of had that conversation with that part of myself. And it was like, oh, it wants something to do. It right. wants to know that it's still protecting me. I was like, well, how about we shift into and kind of came to an agreement with this other part of myself. And if I'm losing you, I'm sorry. No, no, you're not. I, I find it fascinating. As a matter of fact, in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, she is a, um, what, what's the word that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, that's in my mind. Oh my gosh, no, I lost it. Oh, you are a um, master um meditator but you don't that's like a meditation practice that like you said in the beginning that continues uh -huh. on through the course of the day you're just you're just meditating yeah so you know have, mindfulness yeah. the actual mindfulness of course mindfulness Mindful, right yeah. from your meditation I do medi right. yeah i do meditation yes. in the morning and but it's the, always messy but right but the so mindfulness that comes in all the time to you is something that you're getting from that practice i'm sure and other oh, for sure for yeah. sure so in that conversation, I realized, okay, here's how I can shift it. And I think this goes to the whole like pattern thing is that when, when you catch yourself doing it, and when I catch myself doing it, instead of then berating myself or judging myself or just trying to shove it away, I give myself a new job, which is to tune in, tune into my body, tune into what the radio frequency is I'm, I am on, mm. not judging it, but tuning into where am I at right now? Where am I feeling this in my body? Get really grounded. Then shift in, once I'm there, shift into turn on. And yeah, I wow. mean like turn on, turn on, but I right. also mean turn on in pleasure, turn on in this present moment, turn on in my, my creativity and just aliveness. And then once I feel totally turned on, so you've got tune, turn, mm -hmm. and then trust, trust the flow. 
Because once you're in this place of being tuned in and turned on, the flow that comes and the creativity and your action comes from that space and not from the brain. I love that. that. You know, I, I wrote that little thing down. I hope you haven't copyrighted it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Tune in, turn on, trust the, trust flow. the flow. I think that that's pretty catchy. Uh, I like that, that, the way that you sum that up. Um, and the second thing that you talked about, and I, and I, you know, and we also talked about it a little bit is the, the fear of showing up and being a hundred percent all in and then getting disappointed or getting mm-hmm. too close and then someone just shutting you out. And that's very understandable. How, how do you, uh, or what are there things that you do? What I've learned, I've tried so many different things. God knows. And it's been 20 years. And like a, I've learned it in different kinds of relationships in different context in my life. And I feel like I'm near the final frontier on this one, knock on wood, but as soon as you say that, the universe has other things in store for you. But what I've come to discover is like all the other things that worked, they worked for, yes, they worked, but the underlying reason why they worked, I didn't really understand until very recently. It, It has really come to be very clear to me that 100% it's about trusting myself. Mm. Because if you can trust yourself to hold your boundaries or to not even need to have boundaries because you're trusting your gut with who you're inviting in, then even if somebody doesn't show up in the way that you want them to show up, and they're not always going to because there are other humans that are coming with their own stories, their own baggage and whatever else. But if you know at the end of the day, you can trust yourself and you can love yourself you can go into relationships at the level that you know you're ready to, and you mm. can remove yourself or you can go all in because you can trust yourself that you'll, you know, you'll be okay. And you can pick yeah. up the pieces. Wow. What, wow. What rich, rich words that is. And I mean, I can't even back it up yet. If I did, it is what I kind of hear you saying that I like to apply as well is no one can make us feel anything that we don't want to feel, right? Or that you're not necessarily that you want to feel, but that you are willing. Right. You make the choice. You make the choice of putting yourself in in positions. And it's not a popular thing to say because you have very, like, I have some very difficult people in my life that are pretty hard to remove but I also get to choose how much I allow them into my life and in what way and what context. I see. So it's kind of like turning the dial on on how much you're going to let them mm-hmm. be a part of your life to what level. And yeah. then those people that give you big warm fuzzies, you turn their dials up really high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's awesome. So I'm going to give you one more little thing and I'm going to see if you can imagine now. So imagine that everything you know that you've ever desired is just as easy as taking a pill mm-hmm. so you've got this pill what would your imagined afterlife after taking the pill look like really um i would have a house on the water mm-hmm. okay that has like the perfect layout where the the living room my home office and the kitchen and the dining area are all looking out on the water in my gorgeous 
yard to the that, water. I hear you. That yes. slopes down with a fireplace and um I have friends over and like I can entertain in that house. I am going on fun trips to amazing places and I'm actually still doing the work that I'm doing now mm. and allowing it to evolve and grow right. into whatever I want it to be at any who knows what it'll be who knows what it'll be in two years from now right yeah but that I have the flexibility to keep serving and giving as I learn and grow with other people right so can I ask you kind of an interesting question the picture of the surfer behind you is that you no oh (laughs) I wish it was (laughs) because it's really cool because you you know because I I love your you know surfing and in the uh-huh. water I'm like well maybe that's you who knows right no I don't think I don't think I was that skinny when I was 10 <laughs> me neither me um, neither I went from you know whatever to a size 12 so yeah and and I, I don't have that good a form but I'll take it all right you can but think it's, it's, it's a really cool picture I'm glad that you have it thank you so is there anything else um now that you know you've been so gracious so open that you could um, roll out or you could recommend or give to the listeners a nugget to take away that will like help them embrace embrace when something comes up that's trauma in their life or embrace change where everything's taken apart and put back together um I would honestly say and it's not a popular thing, but it's it's a true thing I found for myself. And in working with so many other parents and people over the years, the first thing that you need to do is actually accept exactly where you are. Mm. Accept it and be willing to feel the feelings about it. It's mm. in the resisting of that that you cause more pain. And once right. you can sink into it, um, it's not fun. And you want to make sure that you don't get stuck in the muck. And so putting guardrails in place for what it looks like to sink fully into it so that you know that there is that I'm not going to be defined by it, um, but you can't avoid it. Wow. Well, thank, thank, thank you for sharing that. And if anyone would want to connect with you and your non-for-profit or your work that you're doing, what is the best way? Um, because you definitely, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You were a um, wonderful, caring, open guest. And uh, if they want to connect with you and learn more about you and what you do in that kind of stuff, how can they do that? Well, thank you. Um, You're you're a great interviewer and asked awesome questions. Um, So they can connect with you. I have my website, which is Heidi Lau, H-E-I-D-I-L-O-W.com. And on there, um, if you look at the about me, you can see the nonprofit, which is ohanaoasis.org. but then if you want to see what I'm doing now, and um, I think I kind of alluded to it, I'm now supporting other, you know, creatives Wonderful. and art-centered folks doing retreats. And so you can hop on there and you can click on getting a free tool. So then you'll get on my email list because I send Wonderful. out emails like about once a week um, with little tidbits, whether it's about building retreats or just kind of like that tune in, turn on, <laughs> um, trust the flow kind of aha That's moment right. that I had today. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Heidi Christina Lau. 
Wonderful. And I have also had a one-on-one -on -one, uh, exploratory with Heidi, and I'm hoping to learn lots more so I can give a personal testimony to her greatness. So thank you very much for being um, a wonderful guest. I love your greatness and I love you. And so have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you thank for your you time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. I just wanted to give her enough time if she had to cut the ending or do something. So yay. Oh yeah. Do you want to hit recording off or do you want to keep the recording going? Oh no, we can, I can hit recording off now. That's a good thing. Let's, let's stop. But I just wanted to give her enough. I don't know what, I don't know. I'm blessed. Like I said, with a um, virtual assistant that now will take this and we've done one before and it was actually her. Gotcha. And so you can test it all out. So she then was able to take it apart and see how she had to do it to get it uploaded. And then she did my trailer, which wasn't a recording. So we've done one Zoom recording. So, wow, you are amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You, that was you, pretty easy for me, at least. Yeah. Well, you asked great questions. You made it easy. Oh, thank you. Anything that, you know, you felt might, might've been able to be like a little more um, the only thing I would say is at the beginning when you're asking questions, when you asked about the cars and then you talked about your beetle, like I actually could have told you a, a really funny story about a Volkswagen uh, bug, but then you jumped into the next thing. So it didn't really create the space for me to be able to share that story. Yeah. So like, and, and, and you, you know, yeah, you created plenty of space in the interview portion, but you could create space in even that beginning piece because you you have no idea what kind of funny story might come right. out of right. those silly questions. And it felt good, right? Those three questions. Oh yeah, did, oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it, it felt yeah. like because what I've been listening and where I where you know where that just kind of downloaded to me is so many people are just like, "Hi, Heidi, how are you? Why don't you share with the audience because they don't know anything about you?" And then it's just this like everybody starts at a different place. Um, and I've heard some feedback of some interviewers saying, well, they get started and they go for like 20 minutes on just who they are. How do you stop them? Yeah. Right. How oh, do you I've stop had them? that. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. I've had that happen. <laughs> so I was thinking about it and I'm like, if you tell people's brain, like, give me a couple or let's ask three mm -hmm. questions, but you're right. There could be, I guess I was fearful of what that was supposed to look like. Cause I hadn't role-played it or, or done it. So right. thank you for going with it. Oh yeah. No, it was. And it is super fun to have the the questions because it does trigger, like you said, trigger some other fun, totally different random stuff. Right. Like yeah. ketchup and hot dogs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, the hot dog is, is very unique. Have you had one? I don't think I've had a, I haven't been to Chicago except for um, Midway airport that I okay. hated, but. <laughs> yeah, it's not that, it's not the funny, it's not the more fancy one. It's more the one that's kind of out there. Um, but it's, it's relish onions tomato pickle hot sport peppers and mustard oh my gosh so you on have a poppy seed bun on a poppy seed bun with oh, wow. celery salt there's no ketchup that actually it's like a hot dog good. salad yeah it's like a hot dog salad yeah yeah, yeah. pickles Oh, I love pickles. Do you like pickles? Oh, no, I do too. No, I do, but it's just funny to have relish and pickles cuz Yeah, there's a big pickle pickles. spear you you bite into uh -huh. it and it basically just goes everywhere because there's these little sport peppers and it's full of relish and mustard and then the uh -huh. pickle sits on top of it and then there's tomatoes sliced and slid in and it's just like you know you're yeah. wow what's the what's the biggest food from your area right now um you know we're actually listed on all of the things which surprises people um pizzas wood fire 
mm, pizzas. Nice. Like we're internationally known. Yeah, you're cozy. Yeah. Yeah. How fun is that? What and else? And of course, Seattle is the coffee. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What else? Um, Portland breweries. <laughs> mm, nice. Anything else about the flow? I'm trying to think. I kind of imagined it to start and end that way. And everything else in the middle, I didn't plan the questions. Um, I had a couple things I wanted to know. And here's what also, the reason why I circled back and I hope that that felt okay, is there, and this is a learning, there was such a tender moment and I didn't want to delve too deep and, you know, get too like trauma, 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 but I wanted to like really kind of go back and start where you began, what, what motivated you to get through that. And it was really the trauma from your losing your daughter that created the first thing. So did that feel? Oh yeah. Okay. That's totally fine. Yeah. Well, and I'm a, I'm an open book, so I'm totally fine with going whatever direction people want to go. So like, I really follow your There's the one place like, where I where went really go. back to the front though. And I wanted to make sure yeah, people didn't lose fine. it. Okay. Yeah. That's totally fine. <sighs> I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. Yay. I'm glad your first run was a good experience or your first yeah. run and a half. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the half one helped us. So um, anything that I can do for you today? Yeah. You'll listen to me talk to you about what I'm going to be doing. I'm so excited about, and I'm oh, hoping yes. that you want to join. <laughs> well, we have to, were we supposed to get that? No, we're not supposed to get that on a podcast. This is just you personally. This is an exciting. Yeah. This okay, is just it. me talking to you. Right, cool. about, yes, absolutely. Um, I'm all yours. Following up on retreat stuff. So basically after having a bunch of conversations with you and with other people, um, taking all that you guys shared, what you guys need, what that looks like, I am going to do a VIP day on January 12th, which is a Friday, and I'm going to do it all in six hours. Wow. And I'm going to pack it all in and do it in a way that when you come into the day, you've got your templates and everything that are going to be where you can access them anytime and download them anytime and then walk you through every single step from envisioning what your ideal retreat is and what your intention is in doing the retreat all the way to you've got your venue or like ideas of venues picked out your dates everything so that you can just move forward with what you want to do and do it so that I it's a zoom I'm going to keep it to 10 people because I want to keep it really high touch, really intimate. Mm -hmm. And like, I'll present, okay, here's how you look at the, where are the different kind of retreats and go through the ideas and then give you, depending on how much there is in that piece of content, 10 or 15 minutes to actually put it into action, do it, okay. do a small breakout with one other person so that you can bounce ideas off of each other. And I'll give a framework. So it's not like you hop in there and one person talks the whole time and then all of a sudden you're out, <laughs> but right, it's very- right um, prescribed so that you get to bounce ideas off of each other, come back and ask me questions now that you've had time to do some of it and then do that through everything. And so do that in one day. And then if people want to do like a platinum experience, have a follow-up a couple weeks later for two and a half hours of, okay, now that you've had two weeks to right. really get out there and do some of the implementation, what are your questions? There's accountability. Cause you're going to know you're going to be back with me. <laughs> And then also create a special pod just for the other platinum folks. Cause obviously these are the people that are ready to rock and roll and mm -hmm. do it. And so then 
again, a pretty prescribed pod of like, this is what you guys are going to do to hold each other accountable and move forward. And then I'm going to create a membership. So those folks would get a three month membership where one month or one, one call a month is going to be me just opening up for Q and A and kind of coaching through wherever you're at in your retreat planning process. The other week will be um, some kind of guest, whether it's an attorney that you get to ask questions about Mm -hmm. legalities or an event planner that talks about how you negotiate contracts with people, you know, things that are applicable. Um, I think for the first time, I'm actually going to have my first facilitator sort to talk about like what it was like for her to do her first. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to include in there. So with it, um, like I said, it's going to be the logistics and we're going to breeze through the logistics a lot because that's going to be really easy. Like we're going to do high level. I'll show you where everything is at, but a lot of that you can just tap in and say, Oh, okay, well that's what an agenda looks like. So we're really going to dig into more. How do you build out a curriculum? that is really going to meet the needs, facilitate the transformation and mm. create the clients that are at the end of it saying, okay, how can I work with you next, Christy? <laughs> and, and then that you is, have that the is confidence. a good question. What, what's the, you know, just for interesting feedback, you know, my own personal background that I have, you know, I've worked in a restaurant. I've worked as a bartender. I've worked in a hotel. I've had a really good friend that's been a meeting planner. I've been on site and worked for her on meetings. I've been a producer of a service of a, of a worship. So I have a lot of that. I don't do it well, but I have, I, I can think big about that. What, what mm-hmm. you struck me on when you said is I don't even know where to go. Meaning I have limited resources. I probably have more resources than I believe I do. Uh, it's probably where to start is the better word, not go, where to start as far as content. Like, oh yeah, like this event that I did, even even that it was so small, the three of us were on the bo- on the bill because it was just the three of us and we wanted to do it, you know? No one spent time thinking, hey, should this person be matched with this person, matched with this person, which just kind of fell into place and we got lucky, right? So that's right. kind of the area where um, when I think about it, that I feel the least uncertain. Does that make sense? And that's, yeah, it totally, it totally makes sense. And that's where I feel like my real zone of, I wouldn't even say zone of genius because all of this is my zone of genius. I would say that's where like my heart and I get the most excited is to talk about that. Like, so what we'll do is we're going to walk through, okay, if you're picturing your ideal retreat and you're going to drill down on what what is your intention? What is the transformation you're wanting to deliver to these folks? Now, knowing that, what kind of retreat do you want to do? Do you want to do something that's curated where you're bringing in other people to help deliver that transformation? Or do you think that you have what it takes? And then what we're going to do is look at the eight elements that I have found come into every single kick-ass retreat. And they're elements that are high level, because then you can say for the transformation that I'm wanting to facilitate and the skill sets that I have or the people that I know around me and the way that I want to to get them to that transformation, here's how I'm going to fill in this piece Mm. or this element. And here's how I'm going to fill in this element and walk you through all of that. And that's where also, I think the beauty of me talking about the topic as a whole, and then you having like some time to flesh through it for yourself and then talking to another person and, and run the ideas by them and then come back to me and have the group discussion. Mm-hmm. It, 
it, mm-hmm. it'll help work that through. Um, does that answer your question? And then also looking at how do you not just your curriculum, because I differentiate curriculum from um, program, because curriculum is what you're actually delivering. The program is the whole thing of like, are you doing a particular kind of breakfast on a particular day at a particular hour because you want them to do yoga first? Mm-hmm. And then you're delivering your particular curriculum because like just an example in the um, retreats for parents, I know on one certain day, they're going to be doing a really heavy assignment of writing a letter to their child and like the, their child writing a letter to them. That's a hard day. So mm-hmm. we build in massage therapy. They don't know it, but they have massage therapists coming in to give them massages that day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to help support that. Makes and we don't do anything where they're going out because we don't know how they're going to be feeling. So it's like building that whole thing around mm-hmm. it. So we're going to go that over makes sense. all that kind of stuff. Cool. That's very stuff. exciting. Yeah. So it's going to be $4.99, which I'm doing because it's beta. I'm going to do like, I'm planning in the future doing it like $9.99 and $14.99. This time I'm going to do $4.99 for the six hour and then mm-hmm. $9.99 for the um, full platinum thing. Nice. I appreciate the offer. I have to check a couple of things because I have conferences that come up for real estate in the beginning of the year. Okay. I think most of them are in February, but I shouldn't be too booked. It could be a definite um, positive for me. So let me give it some serious consideration. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you, um, I'll send you a link. So okay. I'll send you um, the link that has like, it has the bullet points of what all is, we're going to go over. It doesn't have like the format. I guess it kind of has the format, but it's really just the page to like click on. Um, so if you still have questions after that, let me know. But I would love, because I am keeping it to 10 people, I would love to have you as one of them. Oh, I would love to join as, as long as it can be, uh, I, could, I can be available that day and it makes uh, sense. Um, one last question though, unless yeah. you have something else to offer nope, me for, nope, I'm okay. good. Um, which I didn't cover is how did you feel the process was from the, you know, receiving the information, scheduling, getting the updates? Is there something that we might be missing in scheduling or? The only thing I would say is that I have a feeling you had it lined up to send me the Zoom link already later in the day. If you could have sent that beforehand, then you would have saved yourself having to answer my question of, oh, can I get the Zoom link? And I don't Um, know why normally they come through because like it got the accept invite. So it might've just been a I've had, that hap- I've had that happen before and I, I still, you know, tech is, I, I can get around to tech because as being a realtor, I have to work with all kinds of, you know, CRMs and MLSs and yeah. all, you know, DocuSigns and all that. So I understand that I'm not stupid. It's not my forte. And so I leave a lot of it up to my um, assistant. And I think what happened is it was a really good idea. And we forgot to put it on that last form. So when you sent it over, I immediately texted her and told her to put it on that, that email now that she'll send out the day before or the the morning of the morning. I would say do it the day before just to remind people, um, especially if it's like on a Monday. But the thing is, is that I, before I asked, I was like, I don't want to be that annoying person that already has it. So I scrolled back through and I had an email that it had like, it was the Google information about it to put it on my calendar. But for some reason, and it was like totally like auto-generated. It wasn't her. It wasn't like a nicely written out email. It was auto-generated. And that's where I would have thought it should have been. The link should have been there. You. So there might be a toggle yeah. in where she scheduled it. Okay. 
Yeah. Right. So it's probably pretty an easy fix. And like I said, I don't think that it was necessarily on your guys's end. I think the tech just kind of. Right. Yet out. as, as a, as a fail safe or as a follow-up, having it in that last reminder, because we will send a reminder mm -hmm. out that day. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Thank you very much for being so wonderful. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. It was yep. super fun. When do you think you're going to start going live with your, um, well, that's the thing I will, um, this is the, I'm going to toggle, I'm going to flibble this around in my brain a little bit is, um, December 15th is the day that I have set. It's a Friday. So it's not this Friday. It's the following Friday. And I was talking with another podcast person. Do you know, Carol Lee? Oh yeah. yeah. Carol Lee here. And yeah. she said something that I didn't even think about. She said that she would recommend if you, when you launch on the day that you launch, launch with at least two or three on that day so that they have more than one to listen to. So yeah. I have four scheduled to record this week. So I'll have a good two to four by, by December 15th. And I have like another 10 to 12. Um, now I forgot the question. Oh, when you're no, going to go I knew that was going to happen. What happened? Did something fall over? I can smell it. I had a candle burning and the cat oh, jumped no. up. Oh, and no. I can smell cat fur. Sorry. <laughs> Do you need to go and take care of it? No, <laughs> he, okay. I kind of pushed him away because I knew he was standing on top of it. And he could, probably couldn't feel it until he got there. And he just, he's probably bailed out of the house. It's, it's the, actually, it's the neighbor's cat that likes to come in our house. And well, he probably got in the back door because the back, the back door was open. And I'm just talking and he just jumped up on my desk. Okay, sorry. So that's funny. Um, no, that totally makes sense. You said December 15th and that's what I did. So I had my trailer. I put my trailer up early and Carolee probably already told you this, but put your trailer up kind of early because it takes Apple a while to actually Duh. go. It's live. not on Apple. Oh, so I'm working on Apple tomorrow with my, my virtual because she kind of told me about there's a couple buttons I have. To, I'm registered yeah. with Apple. But I've only, I'm only up on Spotify with my trailer, and I was thinking I had about the same doing, thing. I was thinking about doing almost like a second trailer. Oh, there you go. Like, because I haven't officially announced anywhere the date. Like, I got to do it like today or like probably tomorrow. I've got to like get out there on Instagram or tell somebody, here's the date. Here's when they're coming. So. Yep, and then I did. I recorded probably. I want to say I had like six or seven recordings and then I picked my favorite two out of those and made those my first two and so like Carolee said I had my trailer that was already up plus two episodes and then I've been dripping every week but then right. like today where I had that oh I have this little mini episode I want to do so I was like right. scratch the one that I was going to schedule for tomorrow put this one in instead so like I totally play around with this I still have like five or six and I, I I might be you know I might be like kidding myself because it might get a lot harder a lot you know, more down the road, but I, I thought of something actually while we were rolling in that you have a specific niche in what you start, you know, like where you could really help a person, right? With that, mm -hmm. I was thinking as I moved down is um, asking people to submit questions. I don't know how I would ask them, would it be through Instagram, would it be through the actual podcast? I'll figure that out and have them ask specific questions that might be on their mind, topic specific. And then as I take their questions, maybe ma matching up topic-specific questions with potentially topic-specific people, because between my coaching world and my real estate world and the quilt world and 
the worlds that I live in, I feel confident that I'll be able to pull somebody that could help with that question. What do you think about that? I love that. And there's some like Preet Bahara does it. Um, Glennon Doyle does it. And I don't know the technology is, but they have like a separate phone number. And it's really cool because people can call in with their question and then they actually play the clip of the person asking the question. I heard that on 10% Happier. The 10% Happier uh-huh. podcast, I've heard that on there. Um, yeah, so I haven't figured, figured out the technology, but I thought that's another cool way where, you know, you you were very flow. You were very, you had a lot of good, amazing stuff to offer the audience. I think people will walk away and say, hey, I didn't waste my time. So thank you. I'm thinking now if you want to really tailor it to what they want, you can take questions and then have, mm-hmm. or I could just do a, you know, hey, somebody asked this question and this is, you know, let, let's just riff about that a little bit. So. And there is something like either if they call in or even if they know that you're going to say that if they want their name, if they don't put it as anonymous, people are more invested and going to listen more if they know that their question might get answered. Yes, right. Yes. You're right. And their name's going to be said. So I right. love the idea. Yeah. I think it'll definitely draw. Awesome. Well, thank you. You have been amazing. I know you're time is valuable but um thank you so much well thank you and i have your i have your yes i do i know i have your email so yeah and we'll follow up again and thank you again and um if there's anything else i can do i'll get back to you about that class and i will also also with that when we decide what day your recording will actually be what Mm -hmm. i'll do is i'll send you that date and i might even send you like I don't know, like my intro for that day or something to promo for so that you can, if please, then you could send it out to your peeps saying, hey, I'm on a podcast, listen to me. Yeah, so what I have discovered, and this was somebody else's podcast that I was on, they taught me this piece. Um, If you have, send me your social media stuff and I'll post it for sure. But if when you're doing mine, if you tag me and invite me as a collaborator, when I accept it, it will automatically go into my Instagram stream the same time it goes into yours. So that's on Instagram. So tell me that again, because yeah. I have to explain that to my virtual. So I tag you. So, so when you're creating the post, mm-hmm. tag me, and then it'll say, do you want to invite this person as a collaborator and say yes. And then add him as a collaborator. Okay. Yep. And then and that is, I have that to go is and in Instagram. It, but... That's an Instagram. But it makes it so easy because otherwise it's really hard to share other people's like you to. I've you been know, in that. I've been in that weird stuff. space of how do I share this? How do I share this? So yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much again. You yeah. have been a wealth of knowledge. Have a very great evening. And I know we'll see you again very soon. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Heidi. Bye. Thank you. Thank you again, Heidi, for your honesty and your sharing and just being so open. So here's some takeaways from our time with Heidi. Um, Perspective is key and you can take a major traumatic life moment and look at it from, as Heidi said, a unique privilege to reshape the rest of your life. Number two, be open to the huge changes. Friends even think you can you are crazy, but you can still realize that some of the most amazing opportunities, abundance, and relationship comes from leaning into that change. Every person is completely unique. The more we embrace this uniqueness, the better off we become. And lastly, number four, sometimes we are surprised that when we find our tribe that close, even if we are all from different areas of our life, true circle of friendships, life just keeps getting better and better. 
Wow. Well, thank you again for being here. Look forward to dropping in again next week. And remember, you are changing right now this moment. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you'll be changing again. And it's our choice on how we change. You were made for greatness, friends, and I love you all. Take care. Hey everyone, it's Christy here with the Change Your Mind, Change Your World podcast. Always grateful that you've taken the time to stop by and listen. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, we would be so honored if you would share it with them. And also if you would follow us and like us or comment on your favorite podcast platform, we are currently available on Spotify, Apple, and many others. Very grateful for you. You're changing right now. And we look forward to going through this journey of changing your mind and changing your world. Catch you real soon.